everybody. Welcome to my podcast. This is the Ahmed Bilge Comedy Podcast. Or is it the oh, Ahmed Bilge? I should really know that. I should really know what the name of my podcast is. Um, I have a super cool guest on uh, today. Uh, it's one of my very good friends, comedian Kinan Al. He's a, he's a hilarious comedian. He actually uh, he lives in Berlin. He's come over to Switzerland to do some shows with me before. And uh, I think he's just the funniest. He is really super funny. And he's been doing comedy full time for a long time. And much like me, he's locked up in the pandemic. He's at home. And um, we had a lovely chat with him. We actually had a two-hour chat with him. And uh, I think I'm going to break up this episode into uh, two parts at least because it was a two-hour podcast and uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. So without further ado, please enjoy me and Kinan Al. There's only two ends for guys like me. Either you get whacked or you die in jail. Like, what the fuck is happening? There's some weird friend calling me. And now uh, I'm back. I just released an episode yesterday with the solo podcast, Nick's Get Up. And uh, we shot a really nice video for Stand Up 44. I think this is going to go big as well. Um, Actually, I listened to your podcast, um, uh, this last one you put out. And it was called... Oh, the um, one from yesterday. Yeah, it was called... Yeah. It, it, what was it called again? Abu Al-Kinan? Abu Kinan, yeah. Abu Kinan. Which is, Abu Kinan, by the yes. way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name my show Abu Kinan. It used to be Forfreude, but I think Forfreude has been like... I don't know. Forfreude is a good name, but I think Abu Kinan is way much better for a first well, show. It's, it's very authentic, of course. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's uh, something real about it. Uh, anyway, I, I actually loved your podcast. I listened to it yesterday. And, uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was lovely. And I loved how you were talking yeah. about how um, the Arab food is better in uh, Neukölln, in Berlin, than it was in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not better. It's like just more Arabic, you know? Oh, it's more it's like Arabic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like less fancy. Like I had more garlic in Köln than in Dubai. Like I barely remember I had like I barely remember I felt garlic when I was in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like gar- they use garlic in Köln as a statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a part of the Neukölln identity. Uh, it was in Berlin. Uh, I am from those Arab who came to Berlin and stayed in Berlin. I never like, you know, lots of Arab, they went, they go to like some shitty city in Germany and they <laughs> wait till they move to Berlin. But yeah. I, I like just straight, straight, straight up Berlin. Straight up Berlin. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I came, I started 2015, June. June 2nd, I did the first mic. And I thought it's going to be like a one-time thing, but I had so much fun. Then I did it like two days later and I did it like I did, like I started out aggressively <laughs> doing stand-up, you know, like I had a, I had a really, I had a good set for the first timer. And then I started out, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I should have bombed, but people are nice in Berlin. How was so your, so your, first gig, your first gig was actually, it went down well. It went down well 
for my standards or yes. for other people's standards you yes. know like we are all beginners here so i had some good stuff and i think i have like one or two jokes that i'm still doing from my first set oh uh -huh, really wow that's actually <laughs> yeah that's very cool which which ones are they i'm curious now i uh the joke that i remember really well was um uh, when i'm in the in the uban in the subway and I'm calling my friend, I'm telling him I'm going to be in blah, blah, blah in 10 minutes. Yeah. And there's a German woman sitting in front of me and told me, uh, excuse me, sir, you're not going to make it in 10 minutes. <laughs> you need at least 20. You're lying to your friend. You're a liar. Ausländer uh, raus. Like this is how she... Yeah. yeah that's she right. was, I complained to my friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the whole joke. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I still did that for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's funny. Um, and... So do you remember, I mean, of course you remember, what was the first show you did in Berlin? It was called The Nose. Oh, it was The Nose. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah. both hosts doesn't do comedy anymore. I don't think, I don't think they live in Berlin as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. They, yeah. Wow, it stopped happening. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. okay, let me ask you a couple more questions about, uh, you know, you getting started in comedy. I mean, mm -hmm. I can barely remember what it was, uh, but um, what what made you want to go on stage? You obviously were a fan of comedy, right? You watched other people. Well, I was a fan, man. I, when I was started, I was like 33 years old, and I've been like, I've been into comedy since I was a child. And I found out about stand-up when I was like 27. Yeah. You know, something like this. I was like watching Louis Black. Who was like the from first? Daily Show because yeah, who's the? This was Louis Black. Oh yeah, he was the first comedian you you watched. Was Louis yeah, Black? Yeah, I watched like a special. Like I torrent downloaded some specials. So like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. Some of some of it was uh, were on YouTube, and uh, I got into him. I bought his books. I was like watching his interviews. So like, okay, and I thought that's the only stand-up comedian. Like this is how <laughs> dumb I was. There's one. <laughs> uh, exactly. There's only one guy who came up with this idea it's amazing <laughs> and um, and then uh, there was like an interview where, like while he was like introducing his book whatever and they told him like who like who are from the new comics who make you laugh and he mentioned Louis CK wow okay and then I got into Louis CK I got uh, he was like like whose inspiration he said George Carlin I got into George Carlin and then I got into Louis CK so I watch all Louis Black specials I watch all George Carlin specials uh, and then I started watching Louis and then I became a fan of Louis like 2006 2007 and he only had one special out like on video that uh, shameless special yes and I loved that. It's like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. It's so good. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. I um, for me, the first uh, like comedy thing I ever watched in my the first stand up special was uh, I listened to it wasn't even full video. I downloaded an audio mm -hmm. of um, Eddie Murphy Raw was the first thing okay. I ever, yeah. ever listened to that was stand up. And it was old mm -hmm. by then even. By, by those standards, yeah. it was old. It was still a bit old. But um, yeah. I remember I was, you know, it was shocking to me. Do you know what I mean? How uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. How dirty he was, but also how funny it was. And there was something about, you know, listening to it as well. Just listening because it made it more yeah. of a weirdly personal experience. And that was the first yes. thing I ever uh, listened to. But actually, much like you... A short time after that, you know, I, I discovered other comedians, of course, but um, Louis C.K. was also one of the, he was a comedian that when I got into his stuff, it also transformed me from an audience member into thinking, I would love to do this. Like, this is so special. Yes. So he was also yeah. that guy for me. It's interesting. Yeah, and I used to get angry at, like with when I when I'm with my friends, I used to get angry at random stuff and I was like imitating him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when lots of my friends told me like, "Hey man, you're really good at this." Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I was like complaining about like Germans elections that they should take those posters down now because the election were over. Like I was so German about it. Yeah. And it made my German friends laugh and they told me, "Hey man, you become I, I was like complaining all the time as I like oh fuck I watched Louis a lot that now I'm complaining <laughs> complaining like him yeah I wanted to tell you back about like this uh, like eight weeks ago or nine weeks ago uh, when Clubhouse was like a really new thing yes and um there's this uh, Arabic mafia guy, <laughs> like some mafia guys were talking <laughs> on, on Clubhouse. <laughs> and uh, there's like a Turkish cabaret lady okay. who she thinks she's a comedian. She's like, she's zero funny. She's <laughs> in this character while imitating aggressive Turkish woman. And then she complain about uh, German uh, stereotyping Turkish people as aggressive. Uh, like, yeah. dude, you've been doing this character for 20 years you're part of the problem <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> and she got in trouble because she was talking to these mafia people because one of those mafia Arabic mafia guys was saying like yeah man the government is treating us like they were treating Jews in the holocaust oh, so like what the fuck you what the like it's such a stupid thing to say yeah <laughs> so like and and like he was complaining about Twitter mob. It's like, dude, you are the real mob. I know. You are, the, are you complaining about Twitter? You idiot. Oh, and this so cabaret funny. lady, this cabaret lady, her name is uh, like her character's name. I think Gillette Aisha. Oh, something. wait a minute. Yeah, uh, I saw her. Yeah, one of that's her. her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And of course, she went up apologizing like a bitch she is. <laughs> and uh, because she, dude, she have a different personality. It depends on the platform she's on. Wow, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is how, and now we saw her personality on that clubhouse. Well, she was like, uh, yeah, man, you, you re th this is real talk. You can't talk about this anymore. And she's been caught uh, uh, talking to these people on clubhouse. They're like, fuck you. How much money do you need? Oh my god! You fucking whore! It's so funny to watch these guys yeah. caught being a liar. <laughs> 
Well, I also like that the mob is uh, is complaining about cancel culture. Do you know what I mean? It's like this is yes, how soft. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Duke, you're a criminal. What the fuck are you talking about? You can you complain about the German police not treating you well? Yeah, oh, I know. Oh my god, they're not supposed to treat you well. Exactly. Like such pussies. Seriously. <laughs> this is gonna happen and they still keep doing it because they think they are born into this it's such a weird psychology man it's really weird and i'm so glad that i'm not this guy because i'm probably gonna think exactly like him of course well it's interesting you bring up mafia stuff because i had this uh one piece of news i wanted to share with you i just thought it was interesting so mm -hmm. uh, there was a mafia member i just saw this on the news recently uh, Italian mafia, okay, and he was um, mm -hmm. allegedly a member of the uh, Nrangheta crime gang or whatever. But uh -huh. anyway, so it's this Italian gangster, and he actually moved to the Dominican Republic, and he'd been, uh -huh. um, you know, he'd been uh, a runaway from cops since 2014, I think, okay. and uh, he got caught. Because uh, he started doing a YouTube cooking channel, okay? He's <laughs> and he never showed his face, but he had tattoos on his hands and arms. So they just figured out who he was. And uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Like, even the mafia guy, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, this is, this is gonna go viral on YouTube, okay? I wanna show how a real carbonara is made. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like how idiotic if you are like a criminal and you have like a tattoo like you are like you it shouldn't like if you're a criminal you shouldn't like not doing anything that make people recognize you <laughs> no really no and and this is the it's like oh man i need this tattoo i really need it <laughs> his name was uh, so he was known as the uncle or uh, fatty and blondie okay that because was, he was good at cooking yeah of course <laughs> he's called fatty i love it and and i'll tell you something i bet that guy could cook like crazy i mean they didn't give the youtube channel here i really want to look it up because uh i mean that's where real good food oh, is they made closed the youtube channel now i mean i don't know if they've closed it but they just don't mention it here i don't know how he could fat okay. <laughs> maybe look for uh Fuck, i'm gonna look this up this yeah, is interesting fatty's cooking uh, or something <laughs> Dude, you know that like there's a lot of like American legit mafia guys who like w they went to um, what do you call it uh, witness protection yes, program witness protection program yes and and now they're like big big YouTubers <laughs> like telling I, their stories I watch those are they telling their stories and like like the titles of their video yeah I shot this guy and I went to his funeral stuff like this <laughs> <laughs> like I shot that dog because it wouldn't shut up like, stuff, stuff like this yeah <laughs> like this is like the name of the video like there's a guy called Sammy Gravano and yeah. he was a hitman for John Gotti he killed wow. 19 people this wow. guy have a YouTube channel and he's <laughs> very entertaining he's very entertaining and very interesting to listen to him there's a guy called Michael Francesi he was one of the biggest bosses yes. you know yeah it was so weird. It was really, really weird. 
I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, man. They, I mean, uh, you get some respect in the mafia, but it's nothing like that I internet clout, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's just funny to me. I could just see, I mean, this is what these guys, I mean, and it happened during the lockdown. I imagine in the Dominican Republic, he's also getting bored. He's like, you know, maybe starting a podcast or something. I'm, uh, I'm looking at this, uh, Michael Francisi thing as well. I actually remembered, I, I watched, oh, yeah. I watched one of his videos and it's funny. It's like in Go oh, Goodfellas how, um, um, uh, Michael Francisi was in Goodfellas, by the way. He was in Goodfellas, really? He was like, uh, uh, I remember like when Ray Liotta was, talking about the guys yeah it's like this guy henry whatever his name henry something yeah and um uh, he was like oh there was like this guy and they were like this guy and there was this guy called michael francesi from the blah 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 family stuff like this like colombo family or mm -hmm. I, I i i know and he's not a colombo family but like yeah yeah one of those big five families in New York. But uh, yeah, he was mentioned in, 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 in Goodfellas. He was mentioned in Goodfellas. Well, it's just funny to me yeah. that all of these guys are ending up like Henry Hill in Goodfellas at the end of it. Henry him. Hill, yeah. Yeah, they're ending up like him, you know, having spaghetti with ketchup on it and uh, living this like tame life where, hey, I'm a YouTube personality. And it's just, it's just yes. funny to me. It's like this, it's this new 2021 uh, style of, of finishing with the mafia normally you go into witness yes. protection now you're a youtube personality you have an interesting story to tell <laughs> it's so funny dude this is such like lots of like with all the critics the critics on capitalism but there's no there's no such a capitalism like that you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like you get a guy who killed 19 people but just because his videos got like million clicks <laughs> so like you know what let's let's watch this guy yes. let's make him make a buck or whatever and you know what let's make this guy he's gonna be one of the judges on america's got talent okay because that's where I he's going so. <laughs> i swear to god i hope so i swear to god i hope so i swear to god he would say something you know what i would shove a, a gun in your ass and fire it whatever if you don't stop singing right now i wish i wish a jury would talk like that <laughs> um when you when you were in school you know i feel comedians they're always um were you the class clown were you more of a quiet guy oh no I was the shy guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was a shy guy who who laugh at the other funny kids. Yeah. Like I remember I remember this kid, he made me laugh so hard that my teacher watched me like he saw me laughing yeah and then he said some really hard, like he like my teacher was really nasty to me because he caught me laugh and I would never forget that. <laughs> and he threatened me to throw me out of class and stuff. And this is like never happened to me. Yeah. I am always the good kid in the school. Of course. And like getting this treatment from a teacher because he caught me laugh, that was, I, it's, it's still, I still remember that as it's yesterday. That's and I remember I becoming like really red and like I, I, I blushed. It's, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah. It's those moments at, at school were interesting though. It's, it's funny because, yeah. um, for me as well, I was, I was more like, you. I, wa I wasn't the class clown. I wasn't 
extra shy either i was very like middle but i remember this is that somewhere through school i started to sit at the back of the class and just chit chat mm -hmm. with my friends during class oh, and, yeah. and snicker that was like that was the biggest thing and and i still think about that sometimes that's what i still my in my mind uh, my idea of comedy is still that is the is the guys at the back who uh you know make fun of everything else that's happening in the class and yeah this is this is what i regret the most by the way because i didn't get to sit in the back you know what i mean like i was one of the good kids and the other funny kids they won't allow me to sit back <laughs> you know what i mean so always they put me in the first or second row and i hated that <laughs> Because I wanted to have fun with the guys in the back. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like discriminated against because my grades were actually good. You were too good in you school. <laughs> I was good in school. So the other kids are like, no, no, fuck you. You get to sit up front because you're so good. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to have fun with us. And it like, I swear to God, it, it, it haunts me till today. Yeah. Well, you know what? Every, every comedian to me like, yeah, I remember those days when we were like sitting in the back. Now you're saying this, <laughs> like, fuck, I missed out a lot. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this too. Um, I always felt like, I mean, this is also one of the things that uh, it took me a while to build up courage to even try comedy because I never felt like I was the funniest guy. I still remember in my class, there was this one kid and he was like, he was borderline asocial, you know, he wasn't very good in class, yeah. but he was just obsessed with pranks. That's what, and like, it would annoy everybody. Yeah. Nobody really liked him. He, he wasn't like this mm -hmm. beloved character by the class. Everybody was like, oh, this guy. But at the same time, he was so obsessed with pranks and doing like these childish things. It would, uh, I still, still to this day, I sometimes think about him. He came up with this weird prank where um, he would put a mobile phone somewhere in the class okay so he would put it like mm -hmm. um uh, eventually he started putting it in the ceiling somewhere he would raise one of the things put a phone there mm -hmm. and then he'd put a ringtone on it and during the class he'd call the phone from another phone and then this music mm -hmm. would go off and it was like the um <laughs> it was like the choir going hallelujah <laughs> so during like during chemistry class it would just come on and this and the teacher would get so infuriated he would just of lose course, his shit yeah. and I, I everybody knew it was him but nobody would snitch and that was the beautiful part of it just see him acting really like just like nothing is happening with one hand in his pocket and just mm -hmm. disturbing the whole class it was still to this day I laugh about that guy he was a this guy was such a character like he he weirdly enough in high school he hacked the high school uh, computer system and Jesus fucking Christ, yeah, know. Ahmed, how, <laughs> how old are you? Or how young at you? <laughs> he was so funny. He hacked it and put, he was really into uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, okay? He loved Borat and he loved Bruno. Jesus. That was his life. So he, uh, he uploaded some scene from Bruno, I think, onto the computer mm -hmm. server. And he got into real trouble with the school because of that. But he was just this misfit, you know? And uh, I always respected that guy in a weird way. I was like the, the balls on this guy to just the balls of course yes balls and also why wow. are you doing this I never uh, got to understand uh, because he never got respect mm -hmm. from people but I don't know it was just it was one of those funny things I was never that kind of guy um <laughs>
<laughs> but dude, it's so weird. Like, how old were you back then? Um, like 15, or, or let's 15 or something. How, and how old are you now? I'm, uh, I'm 30. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I'm nine years older than you. Yeah, dude, of course. This is like, because we're talking like, oh, you used to prank guys or teacher with mobile phones or like yeah of course wow jesus i'm old i didn't get a phone like we, we didn't have a phone when we were in school we didn't have that we didn't have this technology i know and like like someone hacked the principal's computer or whatever like what the fuck is like what what year is this i know maybe it would have been better to not have phones back then i mean in high school it was okay but i remember in um in elementary school it was like the beginning of phones there was the shitty nokia phone still and it was the first ones yeah. that had a camera or had color even like that was a big thing and um yeah. and it was just a bit too early you know like i i uh, i've tried to do this as a joke but i don't know if it's just not that funny i guess it's just more interesting but um when i was uh, i think i was in sixth grade or something I mm -hmm. saw um, I saw two girls, one cup, and a beheading video uh -huh. the same day. It was the same day at school. One of my friends showed it to me on his mobile phone. I saw both of them. Yeah, in the sixth grade. Yeah. And that was that was a little too soon. <laughs> yeah, man. I I remember those beheading videos were like like not just one of them. There's like lots of them. Yeah. Like going. I remember I caught my brother here. In, in, in Berlin because I was already studying and he just came out and he had that Nokia that looked like an egg like yes. looked like a really like dinosaur's egg <laughs> and have a very very little screen in it <laughs> and I remember I I took his phone without him knowing and I deleted this video and I told him like hey man you should you shouldn't watch this this is not good so like yeah, it's my freedom like fuck you you don't <laughs> it's watch my freedom video <laughs> I was I was already like, like it's your freedom and it's guys another guy's torture fuck you like yeah. I was already like aware of this like I was all, I, again I am old I'm 39 dude yeah <laughs> like, uh, this is this i was like all to this stuff back then yeah yeah no it's uh that was too soon and it was the wrong it, <laughs> it was the wrong two videos to watch as well yeah dude i didn't watch the eve i didn't even watch the video of uh, saddam's hanging oh i had to watch that one i have to say i refused to watch it i i <laughs> couldn't i couldn't bring myself to watch that it's uh I mean, it was, it's just such a dark part of, it's like um, Gaddafi's death, you know, where he was uh, among, yeah. amongst people kind of getting lynched and you see somebody uh, kind of shove like a, a bayonet up his ass. I mean, it's terrible to watch, of course. Like, it's not something you'd Oh, revisit. there's a video of that? I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't there, know about there's that. A, there's a video of that. And, but th there's just something about the finality of it, of, of a guy who's, uh, you know, been in power for so long and see him literally get a knife up his ass and get beaten up by a yeah. rabid crowd. I mean, it's just something weird about it, but you're right. Like, it's not something to revisit. It's so weird, man. Like, watching this video, like, it doesn't make me sympathize with Gaddafi. It just made me think, like, oh, man, we need, like, five or six revolutions. 
to be civilized. I no, definitely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, even, like, <laughs> like watching this made me hopeless. <laughs> but even, it's not like, oh my God, Arabic Spring and blah, 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 and no. everything's going to change. Like watching this kind of stuff, it made me like, oh, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But even Gaddafi in the video, if you see his face, he has this expression on like, I knew this was going to happen one day. Like it's almost this inevitability of like, yeah, yeah. And I kind of had a feeling it might end like this. Um, I know what you mean, though. It, it was just uh, people are just um, people are just animals um, sometimes. <laughs> You started when you were you started when you were 33 and then you very quickly, very quickly, you were like, like, how soon did you decide? I think I want to do this for my oh, yeah, life. The first week. The first week. No, not for my life. I said, listen, man, I started doing it in English. Yeah. And it started out as a hobby and I was working with disabled people and I did it for a week. Uh, like three or four times the first week and I was like, oh my God, this is good. I'm going to keep doing this. My goal is to be a regular in the scene that where I go, I ask for a spot, they would give me a spot. That would be a dream and I'm going to keep doing my shitty job, blah, blah, blah. And then, and I didn't know that I could make a career out of it. And that's when lots of times some poetry slammers, they switch, they switch from poetry slam to comedy. I truly think some poetry slammers have stand-up comedian in them, but they don't want to do it. Well, the other side of it is some stand-up comedians have poetry slammers inside them, where it's like, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe so. you should stay in the poetry scene. <laughs> some, some, some stand-up comedians, they have a poet in them. Just poet. <laughs> <laughs> I know a poem. I, slam is too aggressive as well. They're just a poem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, this has been this past year since March 2020 has been you know weird because of the pandemic and stuff. And I don't know. I guess yeah. sometime in the future we're gonna get back to some sort of normal world. And obviously we all miss going on stage and all of these things. We love comedy. Uh, what are some mm. things that you uh, will not miss when they come back? Um, oh, the other micers, the other <laughs> open micers. Just, you see how fast my answer was? I <laughs> because I think I about that. Because I was Every thinking day. like, I, I was thinking this is a bit more of a thinking question, but boom, open micers, right? No. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Comedians that I hate, this is I won't miss at all. I don't miss them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so quick. Dude, I talk about that like daily with comedians that I like. I was like, man, at least look at the bright side. I don't get to see this guy <laughs> doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is. Like, Maybe it's best for comedy. Well, actually, I've I swear to God, yeah. when when we were we went on lockdown last year, like in March last year, and I think we got back to stage after three months. Like I think we got back to stage on, on June. Yes. And I saw like guys like uh, uh, asking for spots, and I went like, ugh, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like after three months of lockdown, like ugh, I hate this. <laughs> How do you think this is um, this pandemic has affected comedians in the sense of like, okay, we have this giant pool of people who want to perform, and it's always obvious some people take it way more seriously than others which is good you know and some for some people yeah. it's a social thing it's them making themselves feel good or whatever and then there's other people who are like no this is a very serious thing for me and you, uh, like I'm missing training and people just people who see it that way do you think a lot of those other people who are just doing it for the self edification side of it do you think they're going to drop out um some of them yeah some of them yeah i think they're not gonna do it again yeah uh, unless they see opportunity to uh, boost their ego with it or to make some money with it because mm -hmm. you know what if you do a comedy in german in germany it's it's kind of not that hard to make money of it yeah and with money i don't mean like so much money but that it's enough to be a guy in Berlin and doing shows for some kind of couple hundred euros. Yeah. yeah which yeah. lots of good comedians in America would do die. that. Yeah. Yeah. Would die for. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? Of course. And, and maybe maybe if you're like whatever, if you say the right opinion, you might get a TV appearance and you get a couple <laughs> of thousands or whatever. You know? And yeah. uh, people like people like to be discovered this way in Germany. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, I said this unfunny thing one time yeah and there were and there was a shooting and the timing was perfect and now i have a career like <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, i i do hate that stuff <laughs> dude josh floyd died and some unfunny black comedians had a career in germany <laughs> 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 I swear to God, it's I swear to God. I'm and I'm not shy about this because that's the truth. It's what I feel, and it is what actually it is. Well, I mean, there's so unfunny colored people, and now some Persian dude want to push himself. Like, yeah, me too. George Floyd was a good guy. Like, I could do that as a Syrian dude, like five years ago, and I refused to do it because I would feel disgusted by it. Well, it is disgusting because it's not that anybody in general okay it's not that anybody really disagrees with these kinds of issues yeah. it's not that anybody <laughs> thinks uh whatever social justice is not a good thing but it's just not I, not funny let's mm. be honest there's nothing i it's mean it's not funny and it's it's disrespectful and it's just like disrespectful for race for like for like uh, people of color and it's disrespectful for comedians yeah. And artists in general. Yeah. And it's so bad. It's like you just like how much like this is like this is worse than being a literally whore. Yeah. This is this is how <laughs> bad is it? Well, I mean it's And like, I respect hmm. prostitutes. I really <laughs> do respect them. <laughs> um They're good people. Well it's also this idea that you know uh that comedy has to have a message now we both know so many comedians that do also like they kind of step beyond let's say the boundaries of stand-up comedy they talk you know from Chappelle, for example or uh, who he does this profound thing and he talks and which is all good of course but there's now yeah. there's this understanding that comedy just can't be comedy it can't be just laughs but it has to have yeah. this deeper message and many times you know what like i was 
talking to a comedian once before, and um, she was telling me this idea for a joke of hers, okay? And it was okay, yeah. but at the ending, I mean, I don't want to go into so much detail, but it ended with... <laughs> Uh, like it was a the message was female empowerment, okay? Which is once again we all agree with that, but it's like by itself that's not funny. There's not. I mean, you have to still make yeah. it funny. You can't just you know what? empower. It's not even original. Of like, course it's not. not. Even original. Of course not. Of course not. Um, uh, yeah. So like you know what you? I think you. You got your message through about female empowered, and you just proved that women are not that funny. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is what you just did. Oh, it's a double-edged sword, I know. <laughs> no, but that's what like, it is. Like, that's what real female you empowerment shot is. All female comedians in the knee with your female <laughs> empowerment message. There's nothing more empowering for women than. Just be funny. You know what I mean? Just be Dude, very funny. Dude, there's, That's lots of, there's lots of funny women. There's lots of, of funny course, girls. Of course. But, and they don't care about them being, oh, I'm a female comic, whatever. I think some few of them. But the majority of female comics, female open micers in Berlin, who started doing comedy to prove that women are funny. Man, this went down so quickly. It's been proven, <laughs> by the way. Like, it's been proven yeah, exactly. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we knew. <laughs> this already and then another yeah. person comes and goes i'm gonna prove it's like you're not actually you're probably gonna prove the, the opposite they take themselves so seriously that they made it funny they made it funny for me to make fun of them you know what i mean like five years ago when i started out i was thinking about this but it's like when religious people they take themselves funny yeah they take them, them, themselves seriously and it's fun to to poke fun at them and now it's their now it's not funny to make fun of religious people because everyone is doing everyone making fun of Christmas everyone making fun of Jesus whatever like even yeah. like, except Muslims because There's they nothing, are scary well, that's the whole <laughs> thing that always annoys me is like I mean this is my pet peeve with comedy as well I hate people who have like a, an opinion on stage but it's the most agreeable opinion ever to me that's the most boring thing you can do and that's just what you exactly. said like like doing a jesus joke about how whatever christianity is oh christians are stupid or whatever it's like to me yeah, this yeah, is yeah. such a boring idea all of these things are things like we have to agree with that's not what i find funny i want somebody to sell me an idea that i wouldn't agree with So yeah, that was the end of the podcast, at least part one. We uh, actually continued talking. I'll release a part two very soon. It was a lovely conversation, guys. Please follow Kinan Al. He has a very cool podcast in German, a solo podcast called Nixgate Ab. And um, he's just a great comedian. Also, follow this podcast. You know, go on Spotify, follow it. Follow me on Instagram. I put on a lot of videos and stupid things. Uh, Instagram at Ahmed Bill Gay Comedy, and of course follow Kinan on Instagram as well. He's such a funny guy. Uh, yeah, that's all we had for this time. Uh, see you later, folks. Take care. Stay fresh. Yeah, stay fresh. <laughs>